Ooh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the After Effect Podcast Show. I am your host, LeBron Stephan, but you can call me LBZ, L Boogie, Big Brown, 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 B Ron, LB, Bronny, the choice is yours. Welcome to episode 85. We have a very, very special guest, Ryan Valentine, is on the show today, Texas native. Played his college football at Southern Mississippi, where he won a Conference USA Championship in 2011, the senior year. Went on to pay, to play, I believe, seven or eight years of professional indoor football. That's where we met in 2013, playing, playing indoor football for the Green Bay Blizzard. And now Ryan is doing cool things, um, working out in Texas, man. So I uh, just sent him the link. Super excited for Ryan to jump on. And once he jumps on, we will go. What's going on, bro? Can you hear me? How's it going, brother? Going good, man. How you doing? Been a long yeah, time. For sure, for sure. I'm blessed. Hey, I like you got the you got the Iowa jersey in the background. You got it all looking <laughs> sweet. Trying to. Trying to, trying to, trying to. Can you can you do the visual or you, or are you gonna do audio? Hold on, let me see. I ain't I ain't hip onto all this. Uh on Zoom. Yeah, there you go. What's up, bro? <laughs> What's up, bro? Hey, man, good to see you, bro. <laughs> for sure. It's been a long time, man. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you was able to carve out some time, man. I know we both super busy, man. No, uh, man. Hey, the being a grown up in this world right now is, is, is a different world. So you, you know. are, you already know, man. It's tough, man. But the, like I say, bro, I, I won't take up too much of your time. This is called the After Effect Podcast Show, man. This is episode eight. I got all, I got all the time in the world, bro. So I, okay. Man, Okay. As long as you want to go, yeah, I'm down yeah. for the cause. Okay, yeah, let's talk about it, man. So, you know, it's always been my belief that all of us athletes, whether former or current, we all have an after effect or aftershock from the game of football, the wins, the losses, the politics, the bullshit that we go through. And a lot of times I feel like the guys that don't make it or don't, you know, make it to the highest level, they never really get to tell their stories, man. So this is kind of just a free and safe space for us to kind of relive that journey Talk about some good times. Talk about some bad times. But really, just try to try to push the push the culture forward, man. Say it one more time. I said, yeah. Um, this is really just a free and safe space for us to relive the journey, the good times, the bad times, and for really sure. just try and really just try to you know push the culture forward as much as we can. All right, that's cool. I can do all that. It's always good to relive <laughs> old college days. You are. You already know. You already know. <laughs> <laughs> So I really just got one current event for you because we played around the same time. I think you was a senior at Southern Miss in 2011 when I was a senior in Iowa. Um, what's your thoughts, man, on the, on the, on today's landscape? The NIL deals, some of these players getting, you know, making more money than the coaches. Um, obviously, I always tell people it's ten. They ten years too late. I wish I just got man. one year of that money. <laughs> man, you said it right because I tell you, it's like. Even my senior year, we won conference my senior year. So, like, yeah, I saw that. I saw so that. So, like, uh, you could only imagine, like, a group of, you know, boys from the South, like, yeah. you know, you all could, a lot of people come from the same kind of walks, you know what I'm saying? So, like, everybody's kind of like free and loose. But exactly. as soon as we get on the field, it seemed like boys just turned it up a notch and was just on a different level. Like, exactly. boys knew. <laughs> Boys knew how to flip that switch from being in, at the party and then being on the field because boys knew know. that shit. The only reason why I'm here is to play ball and go to school for real, for real. So exactly, exactly, yeah. And and like you said, man, think about 
the conference champs now, like, I mean, you talking about they bringing in like six figure bag, like 200, 300 folks, like, especially if they go to a conference championship and win, like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. and back then, all we was getting was like some type of per diem, which was pretty small. Mm -hmm. And then we would get like a, like a kind like a ring or something like that. But it's just, and we got the Pell Grant and we was able to, you you know, you could sell your tickets. It was ways for us to make money, but the type of money they make it now, it's just, it's just completely different. They make it, some of these players make it more than the coaches. Put it like this. If they would have started, like you said, 10 years earlier, they would be <laughs> at a new level with that right now because exactly. I, the stuff that they're doing now, like like any other things that's going on in the world, what they're doing now ain't nothing new. We was doing all that same, you know, exactly. hoorah, trying to gain exposure, boys. Exactly. I mean, fans knew. If you was a baller in college, fans right. knew who he was. Even they didn't even have to be at the game. I remember uh, being at the barbershop. The barbershop used to literally sit right on the other side of the highway from our stadium. And, like, okay. boys, you see no talk shit or whatever. And boys used to be like, yeah, bro, I heard your name off the loudspeaker at the stadium yeah, from yeah. over here. Heard your name, boiling like, type. Yeah. So it's not <laughs> like boys ain't never, like, tried to create clout for themselves, you know what I'm saying? But it's just now right. that, you know. It's on a different level now. Them people that are in charge know that this is generating money, so why not, right. you know, keep going with this? So Exactly. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm a little I'm, too late with it. <laughs> exactly. Like, I always say that, and I'll be feeling old when I say that. Like, I'm happy for all the guys now. That's getting to that's getting to their money. It's long overdue, man. You know what I'm saying? We bring millions to these these big universities, and and our generation only seen a little bit of it. So now these guys are really being being able to make some real money. They they being able to have uh like basically start to life funds. Like when they graduate college, they got money to start their life. It ain't like they gotta go somewhere and work and figure shit same, out. Like at the same time, in my it's just my opinion or whatever on it, but it's I it's a dark side to that whole situation. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. like just like, again, my opinion, like giving a kid, an 18 year old, 21 year old kid, that kind of money. It's like, especially when, you know, a lot of them kids don't come from really nothing already. So it's like, once you give them them something like that, it's like, you kind of like forcing their hands, you know what I'm saying? To do something that they ain't really necessarily supposed to be doing. Exactly. I mean, it's the way of the world, for real, for real. No, so. no, that's true, man. I know, like, some universities, um, they're providing, like, uh, financial literacy classes and stuff like that. But like you say, man, going from a broke high school student to touching, even if not, we ain't talking about millions, but even if you're touching 200, 300, 400,000, man, like, Something, you, you got to you know, know how to manage that. You got to have right. a business account. You got to have business accounts. You got to know how much, how much, how much you paying in taxes. But, but like, that's enough tax. money. It's enough money to ruin your life. Like that. <laughs> right, right. No, 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 I agree, man. I agree. But like I say, man, I'm, I'm happy for the guys now, but I always got to keep it real and say they 10 years too late. I just I just needed to touch one year of that. <laughs> it's, cool. it's cool, though. We, we got to get it how we, we still, can get it. Though. Right, right. We still here. We still got to get it. So, man, sure. I saw um that you grew, you grew up in Colleen, Texas. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. So, um, so, I, so to give like my whole little story on that, I was a, I'm a military kid. Like my okay, mom, and so you my lived father, everywhere. They were both in the. Uh, my father was in the army. My mother was in the navy, and uh, I was born in Hawaii. Okay. And uh, I lived in Germany. I lived in South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia, all over the place. Yeah. Over, but uh, yeah. I graduated high school in Clean, Texas. It's uh, where Fort Hood is. It's the biggest military base in the United States. Uh, and uh, that's gotcha, where I graduated gotcha. high school at. Okay, okay. And then so I, I, I guess out of all those places, 
what place did you enjoy the most if you can if you can remember at all i mean i got to actually like uh during covid go back to hawaii to, i literally okay. was in hawaii for like three months during okay. covid okay like just okay. kind of living life for real for real so uh and then uh when i was a senior we played in the aloha bowl Okay, down there. That was that was another opportunity, kind of like just relive where I'm actually from. You know, what I'm saying a lot of people, a lot of people I play ball with. You know, I'm saying they'd be like, "Oh, I'm from here," or "I'm from there," and I'd be like, "Well, I ain't really from nowhere." But I was just glad to at least to be around the area where I'm from for a good amount of time to kind of get the gist of where I was born at. So, oh yeah, no, oh yeah, I feel you, I feel you, man. Um, so I guess. Jumping into your high school career, I always say this for any like elite athlete, um, it's like a light switch that hit on. Like, and everybody got different times. Mine was like in the 10th grade when like I finally started like making all conferences, start making big plays on varsity, and then start getting all the letters, got my first offer. And it just it happened so fast. But you know, for all, any elite athlete, you know when that light switch switch hit on and, and you trying to turn it on. So just talk about when that time was for you, because I saw that you went you went to JC route at first, and I love hearing guys' different stories of how they get to where they get to. So talk about when that light switch went on for you. What type of turbulence did you did you um, encounter during high school on on the reason why you went to JC route, and then and then so on and so forth. Man, uh, it's when I tell this story, yo, you're gonna be like the rest of the people I tell this story to, and it's <laughs> my story is nothing but God, yo, like real yeah. life like there's no other there's no other answer to this situation but uh I really was a baseball player yo I grew up playing baseball baseball was my first love even when I came through high school I lettered all four years in high school in baseball I only lettered my uh I broke my wrist my sophomore year of high school so I didn't play varsity football my sophomore year but after I healed from that I still played varsity baseball that same year right. but I didn't play varsity football till my junior year Wow. So it was like really like going through high school. I thought I was gonna go to school and play baseball. Baseball, yeah. Uh, and so, and, even... and well, what what made you what made you play football in your junior year? Just just because uh, you wanted I something told, to do in the fall. When I broke my wrist, I took because I've always loved playing football. Like regardless, like baseball was one thing in my in my life, but football was like a totally another animal to me. Like they, yeah. I feel like they both fulfilled two different sides of me for real, for real. Right, right. Uh, uh baseball was kind of like that finesse kind of play that you kind of just kind of sat back and let the game come to you type or right. whatever but football was always that attack mentality that oh, yeah. always oh, go yeah. get it like <laughs> right it's two different funds to it you know that aggression out you know that aggression out oh for sure so uh yeah. i i enjoyed playing being in both worlds i mean i played of course like all athletes we played track we played basketball, yeah, basketball whatever. Yeah. but those are my two two deals right there but uh so coming through high school like I didn't I didn't get no offers to play no baseball like I was the literally the best shortstop in the area and uh I don't want to play play the the skin card or whatever but you know it is no no I had but look I literally from if you look at all the statistics from like my RBIs from my hits to my to my runs to my right. stolen bases like I led the team in all this shit you know what I'm saying right. Right. I still never got no look or whatever so okay. uh my senior year uh I had a, a I had a good friend that I went to high school with that we really like grew up together but he played uh left left tackle so he was like right. your blind side tackle right. he was a big dude 
by eye test, he gonna get you know picked up or signed by <laughs> right. somebody. You know, right. what I'm saying? regardless right. of how good he was. Exactly. So, you know that be. So the JUCO that I ended up going to, they recruited him first. Okay. And they were like, uh, "I'm." This is during baseball season now, and uh, and I remember going on a visit to that junior college before Trin- baseball. Trinity, Trinity Valley, right? I went to right. Trinity Valley. I went to a visit before our baseball season started. So I met the coaches, staff, and all that mm-hmm. other good, whatever. And um, I'm at baseball practice, and all of a sudden, I see one of the coaches from Trinity Valley. He walking onto the baseball field, and I'm like, "Okay, you you lost, ain't you? The field house <laughs> over that way?" Like, right, right, right. he's like, "No, nah, I'm looking for you." I said, "Oh, okay." He was like, "Uh, yeah, we're gonna uh go ahead and sign your old lineman, and uh, we want you to come with him." Yeah. So I was like, dope, like I'm down. I'm, Cause I don't <laughs> had no other office shit. I I was about to go to the military type shit. And, and you played quarterback in high school. And you I, didn't, quarter, you didn't make I grew up, I grew up playing quarterback my whole okay. life until I went, uh, I played my whole freshman year in junior college as a quarterback. Okay. And then uh, that spring, uh, I had got into a situation with the head coach and he didn't want me to play quarterback no more. So he was like, I think you would have a better chance of getting re-recruited if you played another position. Yeah. So, uh, I, I cho- of course, I chose receiver. I still going to stay on offense, of course. Right, right. Uh, mm-hmm. how, how was that transition? Was it fairly easy? Or, I mean, just, uh, it was, just because you were an was, athlete. Yeah, it was cool. It was fairly easy. The only thing I had to learn for real is actually how to run a route. You know what I'm right, saying? I knew right. like from playing quarterback where I where you needed to be at. You know what exactly. I'm saying? That was exactly. that was my connection from playing quarterback and playing receiver. Like exactly. knowing the window during zone and knowing how to beat man coverage where you need to be at, whatever. Exactly. So like yeah. just just the transition to learning how to run routes was literally like what I needed to learn how to do. And yeah. uh, I feel like I picked it up pretty well. It took, uh, I didn't play much when I first got to my, to Southern Miss. When I first transferred to Southern Miss, I played sparingly as a sophomore, like okay. when I first got there. Yeah. And uh, I didn't like full time, like start till my senior year. Like right. I same, same. My, uh, my junior year, when my junior year started, uh, I actually started the first three games, but I had got a stress fracture in my ankle. Okay. And uh, after that, I had the six weeks thing, and I had yeah. to go sit down. So. Yeah. Talk 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 about like the details of. Um, I love talking to guys that went the JC route because I just feel like a lot of fans and a lot of people may think that they understand the recruiting aspect. Like when you go when you Man. when you're in a JC and you and you're choosing what what uh, power five school to go to. So just talk about how your recruiting was, and then like why you ultimately chose Southern Miss. Man, I tell you one thing, yo, like I I put this out to any kid trying to get recruited, go to college or whatever. Like if you don't go to the schools D1 wise that you want to go to, go Juco. Right. Because Juco will give Juco really like the 13th grade for real, for real. Like it gives you another opportunity to get re-recruited again by a division one school. So like There's not if you a baller and you actually go to a JUCO and you ball, you gonna go D one regardless. Exactly. I've I've never seen a kid that went junior college that was a baller that didn't go D one exactly unless <laughs> unless he had bad grades, didn't have the grades to go. Right, right. That's usually the grades is always what what hold like the really talented guys back usually. Boys be taking remedial classes when they first get to college, and people don't realize. <laughs> right, right, and then start taking real classes and can't and, and, and can't make the grade. 
Man, I mean, it's the nature of the beast going to college, though. You got to have the grades first. So. Right, right. So, um, yeah, so why ultimately Southern Miss? Like, did it just, Man, did, I ain't, it just seem like a good place? or ain't even going to fake it. Uh, junior college is tough, bro. Like, I, uh, heard, I heard it's a different just, beast. Just, uh, just the amenities, just like. The, yeah, the way the way of life, yeah. It's really like the 13th grade living by yourself, bro. Like it's it's right. it's it's right. tough. Shitty, it's, shitty, and I, shitty and meals. you ain't got a lot of table a, and all that. A lot of these junior colleges are in like small little towns right. too. So nothing, it's not nothing really to do. Nothing. Yeah. So it's always, you know, a chemical for getting in trouble. Like a right. lot of athletes do when they go to the, but you just gotta, you know, stay focused on stay focused, you know, yeah. Stay locked in. Yeah, yeah, stay locked in. So let's talk about that transition, man. Um, um, from you know, from uh Trinity Valley to, to Southern Miss. Obviously, Southern Miss is a is a power five, a, a big division one school. So it, like it, I know you was um, probably in heaven. You was probably in heaven. My eyes got biggest quarters when I tell you, like I literally, I literally turned into a different person. I literally <laughs> used to make good grades, and as soon as I went out there, it was like <laughs> I right. tanked and just was enjoying life, yo. Like right. Right. Literally, like, college is, like, one of those places, yo, like, if it don't give you nothing else, it gives you that networking tool, that that, exactly. that ability to con be in connection with another person that may be in that line mm -hmm. of where you're mm -hmm. trying to go to. Like, exactly. college is a great tool to be able to network with other people from all different types. You never know where these people are from, you know what I'm exactly. saying? The connections I that they have and yeah, man, I, I couldn't agree more, man. Like, you know, I'm I'm in my 30s now. I, I'm not, I believe you are too, but um, yeah, man, like it don't matter where I go, where I travel to domestically and sometimes um out of the country, nine out of ten times I'm gonna know somebody there because of college. Like I go to New York, I got a couple of friends I can hit up. I go to Miami, I got a couple of friends I can hit up. I go to you know, in Cali, I got a couple of friends I can hit up because of because of college, because of playing fo football. I took you so many different places. So Most like, definitely. Yeah, man. Like like that 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 network that network like from college and from football. Like it's definitely all the best. It'll bring it'll bring you a lot of people that before they get to college, you know, they kind of like standoffish because they don't know really what to expect from college or whatever. But like, right. it's a perfect perfect way to open yeah, up yeah 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 that definitely is dope man especially when you can go for free when you're on scholarship <laughs> <laughs> that's a different uh -huh. story right 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 so man talk about like um kind of what moment stood out to you you're seeing here at southern miss y'all won the, the conference usa it ain't nothing like you know going out as a senior as a conference champion you know what i mean yeah I, and I, I i was looking up your pictures and i saw you like you had the uh you had the trophy right next to the head coach and all that so just just talk just talk about that season, man, and 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 what kind of stood out from you so far? Rules, I mean, you know, we can. Just, oh man, that's that's eleven years ago. Yeah, man, but I just that during that time, yo, boys was just you got me really like reminiscing like right now, like yeah. boys was really like rock stars for real, bro. Like if I could really <laughs> paint that picture of having a thirty for thirty, like how they exactly. talk about for the Gators, like. Yeah, we could have had the same situation. Like we yeah. had boys doing crazy shit. We had boys, you know, yeah. turning up doing stuff that you'd be like, hold on, like exactly. That ain't right. I think that, I, I was like, that's don't every let NCAA college. hear about this. Exactly, <laughs> that's every university. I feel like you know what I'm saying. <laughs> no, for sure. Has every university has their little sweep sweeps under the rug type situation. Exactly, exactly. So, but I mean, yo, just like. There's certain games, of course, that I can point out, but it's just really like, I don't know, that, that 
that energy that we had that season, the bond that we had, it wasn't really like boys was really just cool with each other, like off the field or whatever. It was just really like when when boys stepped into that field house, they knew what right. time it was. Right, like, they locked in, right. Yes, all the way. And boys knew that we were all working for a collective goal. Like everybody exactly. knew what the business was when we exactly. walked in. So Same. it was like, just from, of course, like uh, sp from spring camp challenges to, you know, like during that time we had like uh, uh, Q Delta, which is like the Qs, the fraternity and the Deltas, they both get together and they throw like, a party that goes on the whole week during the spring and you trying to right. go to all these parties and still wake <laughs> up to go to spring workouts at the same right. like right. <laughs> uh, from the from the spring game to having like a massive party at our apartment complex off campus that looked like bourbon street like just right. events that you just that just right off the dome of me like right. and those are just a handful like you know what I'm saying right. like I could keep going like college right. was just at college, I tell people all the time, college ruined me for real, for real, because it, it gave me this false perception on what exactly. I, I, uh, yeah, really exactly. Was. It definitely gives you a false perception of what the real world is like, and then you graduate college and you go out to the real world, and it's just it's so it's different. Like, and especially so, when you don't go to the league or you don't go somewhere to play ball to keep that kind of exactly. persona going on, you exactly. know what I'm saying? Exactly. That's why. That's why I started this podcast, man, to to highlight that. But um, you know, I say I tell people the same thing. Like college definitely is. I would say I say it spoiled me. But then, like when you think about it, it's like we was blessed to live that type of life for sure, most for, definitely for, for four to five years, man. Because people, a lot of times, people can't even fathom the experiences that we've had, where we've been, like the people we've met, and all these kinds of things. People can't even fathom living like that from eighteen to twenty-two. You, know you can attest to this probably, I'm sure, that you can you is in the conversation with somebody and you talk about these things and they look at you and they like, I sound like a movie you just described to me type shit. Exactly. And I'm like, no, this real life happened. Like exactly. I was in the middle of this situation. Like lifestyle. And that's, and that's it's kind of it's kind of sad to know that there are people out there that aren't that have no knowledge of these kind of lifestyles or whatever. Exactly. You kind of exactly. feel like you know, just in the midst of when people like to travel because they like to see what people are doing here and doing there mm -hmm. or whatever, get to experience mm -hmm. that. And like, I feel like everybody should get to at least experience what that feels like. Maybe not be an athlete or whatever, but at yeah. least know what it like, what it's like to feel that. You know? No, no, I agree. I agree with you, man. And and like you said, it's crazy because a lot of people don't, they can't even fathom, you know, the the oh. kind of like lifestyle we live in. At this point, I I think back on it, and you know, it's all a blessing. You know what I'm saying? No, for sure. Because I, even like when we was in high school, what was it? It's like a crazy little percentage of people that go D1. Like, yeah, know? yeah. It's like, I, I can't remember exactly, but I think it's, it's like 2 million or 3 million high school players. And then only like, I believe like five or 6,000 even go D1. And then out of that, out of that five or 6,000 go D1, obviously, you know, you know that only like 500 or 600 people make it to the league. Like, you know right. what I'm saying? So it's just... Right. The percentages is so small to even so even us getting to that division one that power five school is like man you already be yeah, high sure. like for you know sure, what I mean? for sure. you definitely have something to feel accomplished about for sure exactly exactly you already beating the odds so um talk about your transition I believe you ended the 2012 NFL draft like me we both went undrafted and then we we both played our rookie year in the IFL at Green Bay uh with the Green Bay visit that's how we met. 
But right. you ended, but you ended up playing, I believe, maybe like six or seven more years. You you won a championship, so you got a championship on the college level. You got a championship professionally. So just talk about that transition where the 2012 NFL draft was. You heard it all. Did you think that you would at least get a shot, and then kind of transition into that indoor league grind where you really just trying to keep keep that fresh film going, and you trying to potentially get a CFL opportunity or NFL opportunity. So just start, like talk about that transition for you. So when uh when I came out uh I was undrafted to the Falcons. Uh, oh okay okay so you was with the Falcons for a bit. Yeah, okay. yeah but okay. they uh but they had draft and I played slot. Yeah. But they already had drafted two slot receivers. Okay. So like you're going through workouts on ever and you kind of seeing how the political view of right. everything is going. You see how the, you like, see how the reps going and all yeah, that. Yeah, man. The guys they drafted and shit. Yeah. When I tell you that that industry is probably the most cutthroat industry I have ever been a part of. Like uh if your name doesn't resonate in a lot of them coaches' ears and you don't mm-hmm. uh and you're not somebody that you know they have their eye on already, like right. you're kind of like already pushed to the side already. So I kind of right. felt felt that kind of flame already. Okay. Uh, when I first arrived. So, and then I didn't last that long there. So right. uh, I was only there for, I made it to the second cut and that was it. Okay. And then so you uh, said, yeah, like, like a weekend or two weekends. Or yeah, something. that was it. Yeah. That was it. And then, yeah, it was tough, bro. No, I tell guys all the time, like, um, even like, cause a lot of guys that got that opportunity, like you did, like the, um, on the rookie minicamp, like, but like, even just putting that helmet on, like, I never even got that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So obviously, as the competitor in you, you athlete, you competitor, you want to get a chance to make it to training camp, you know what I'm saying, and fight for a spot. But man, that shit, it took me years, man, to, to you know, I mean, obviously, somebody like you and other people putting on the helmet and then not ultimately making it, you got to swallow that too. But then ultimately, never put on the helmet, but feeling like it, knowing you're good enough and having guys in the league vouch for that. Like that's a hard pill to swallow too. You know see, what I'm saying? For me, I, see, for me, I don't even count that for real, for real, because I feel like I'm in the same boat as if I never even put the shit on in yeah. the first place. For real, for <laughs> that's real. real. That's real shit. Though. Just, just, just how much, like you say, I'm how much of a competitor motherfuckers is. It's just like, yo, like you might as well not even have brought me here if he was just exactly. going to like that. Like exactly, yeah. So, I mean, all this was just for the glitz and the glam. This is for them boys that that you already know that like. When they get there and they only there for a week or so and they got to right. posting the pictures of the jersey and the locker. Right, and right, like, right, right. Come on, and they bro. Try to, this and they, this and ain't they the time to, for that. This right. They try the to scale, they try to scale that shit out and be making up lies. Like they nah. played for the team for two years. You only there a couple weeks. Yeah, no, 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 no. I know. I know you you know niggas run with that. Like man, I'm cool. I don't, I, I don't even want boys to even think that say that, oh, D played uh uh was on the practice squad before or worked out for them before. Like, no, don't even put me in that, in that, exactly. in that sentence. <laughs> Unless you say B made the 53 man roster for them boys. Don't even say my name in that. Facts. Facts. So, um, talk about, man, you know, playing in the IFL for so many years, did you, did you go through any like identity crisis? What did you have like an ego trip saying like, man, I'm born in the IFL. I know I'm, I'm good enough to make it to the league. We're playing the NFL or at least the CFL, like just that that first that when I met you, yo, I didn't think I was gonna be even there that long. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause my whole thought process was like, all right, at least I got in the door already with them people. So like, even if I get released from there, not and they still see that I'm trying to play, that somebody else would come calling me and pick up the phone or whatever. But like, right. 
the just the love that I have for the game, yo. Like regardless on like yeah, you just wanted to play. Some, I still gonna I'm still gonna show out and ball. Like regardless of somebody calling me calling me to move up or not. Like exactly, it's just exactly. the love I got for the game. Yeah, yeah. I, I noticed that once I saw the amount of years that you played, I knew because I only played two years. But I knew I'm like, man, this boy, right? And I mean, obviously, you was balling. You <laughs> was going crazy. The, the like, year that I'm we like, was in, in Green Bay, I, I made the indoor team that year, that yeah. first year, that rookie yeah. year. So. And it seems like a, you got better and better and just really start putting up crazy numbers, like like year after year, pretty much. I was, I was blessed to play with some other good, uh, great players also. So yeah. they kind of, yeah. some years, some years preserved me, and then those years that I was preserved, I was able to, when I was didn't have those kind of guys on the team, I was able to, you know, do yeah. really show out and show what I could do. Yeah, uh, yeah. I forgot. Year, um, go ahead. My years playing with uh in Des Moines with and for the Barnstormers. I'm gonna uh-huh. I'm gonna tell you now. Uh, I played with a kid named Brady Rowland. Yeah, um, I know. I know Brady. So I played. I think you played there before or after me, but I played. In 2016 for the Barnstormers. Um, I was there the next year. I was year, there seven. Yeah, I played, I didn't play the whole season out of 14 games. I think I played 11 or 12. And then and then I and then I moved, I went back to Atlanta. But yeah, so I know Brady, I know Javis. I know I, you know, so I play with all them guys. So Javis the dog. Yeah, 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 yeah. Beast. So to see you go there and then to see what y'all do, y'all end up winning the championship. Like some of the mainstays on that team, I knew that I played with them guys before then. And I saw you went there, then I was like, wow, that's crazy. All the a lot of the guys, like some of the best guys I play with in that league, all end up being on the same team. <laughs> Man, yeah. when I tell you 2018, we was loaded, yo. Uh, yeah. Our quarterback, he was the MVP of the league that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, championship game. I was the MVP of the championship game. Like, Y'all beat Sioux Falls in the championship game. We beat Sioux Falls in the championship I game. I couldn't believe that because you know Sioux Falls used to beat everybody, man. And I tell you that I ain't never seen the Wells Fargo Arena. That pack boy, I think that thing was maxed out that night. Hey, boy. Wells Fargo be lit. Like people sleeping on Wells Fargo. I bro. think Kurt right. Warner, Kurt Warner was there too. Oh, he came back. Yeah, he came to the game. He came to a yeah. few of the games when we played uh, the Rattlers in Phoenix. Okay, okay, that's 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 dope, man. That's dope. So, man, yeah, just a couple more questions. Um, have you ever have you had a chance yet? Because I'm not sure if you made the choice of, you know, you're done playing or you still got the issue to play. But um, have you ever just been able to sit sit down and, like, kind of reflect and think about, obviously, you, you didn't make the highest level. You know, you know you didn't make it to the NFL. That's always our, our dream and our goal. But to still be a champion in college, to be still be a st- uh, champion professionally, you know what I mean? That's even still a blessing. I'm sure you still got a room full of trophies and jerseys and all that. And and you, you alive and well, and, and you, you can move around and, you, you know, Obviously, we all have little nicks and bruises, but you still here. You know what I mean? Have you ever got a chance to just like sit there and just kind of reflect a little bit? Man, I and it ain't it ain't even no specific time. I I I think about those things all the time. Cause okay. whenever people ask about like even just simply like how you doing, like I tell everybody I'm blessed. Like literally, I couldn't, I couldn't tell, I couldn't, there's not one thing in life right now, to be honest with you, Brad, <laughs> that I could sit here and even be like, uh I got an yeah. issue with right, yeah. something going on or too, like too I'm not cool about it. Too Man, what I'm telling you, yo, <laughs> like uh I had played my last season, uh not this past year, but the year before that what was that 2021 was my last season that I played. Okay. Okay. I was in Tucson, I was in Tucson. Um okay. still made the indoor team that year too, as an old ass dude. 
<laughs> but uh, but uh, I uh, I had made the decision, yo, just to take this past season off, just to kind of get myself in order, like my whole finances and my whole like exactly. just me, and not right. have to really focus on like uh, team situations, kind of right, work right, right. on just me just personally. And how uh, you feel? How you feel that? How you feel that transition has gone for you, man? Because and it's look, I got. I, I got me a, I had messed around and moved into a crib that I had owned that I was leasing out to mm -hmm. some couples for like the whole time I was living in California. Yeah. So I moved, I moved into that place. Uh, I got a, I, I got a little job that I work for. It's a food brokeraging company here in Dallas. Nice. Um, I, I can't, I can't tell you how blessed because I know the situation of how even it goes when like people stop playing and like they try to figure out that next lane in life, yo. And like, exactly. I talk, I talk to a lot of the older guys at work about this because of course they're like, I mean, you don't know, but there are, I work with a lot of retired military guys. Okay. They're not, they're not really like athletes you know you know we're used to hanging out with athletes all day exactly exactly because we're always like-minded about stuff like that about that exactly. whatever but like when i tell them though like about like y'all situation like when you decide to join the army there was no like time to where it's like all right you gotta this is your ending point you gotta figure out what you got to do like exactly. after that like for us like it was that co it was college first and after those four years you had to figure out if you didn't go to the league what you gonna what do? What you was gonna do? Yeah, yeah. And I tell them like the army, like I'm not gonna say nothing to disrespect none of y'all in here or nothing, but like the army kind of held your hand and like paid you to just kind of just do what they wanted you exactly. to do, and there was no exactly. and you went and you finished when you wanted to finish. You know exactly. What I'm exactly. And it, then it, when it, I hear the finish line is in your hands, yeah, like where football is not in your hands. <laughs> no, no. And then I even when I hear about like boys like out the military when they retire, like still getting paid by the government, even after they retire, boys making mm -hmm. 80 grand just to wake up in the morning type shit. Mm -hmm. And I'd be like, mm -hmm. I picked the wrong <laughs> profession. Like, <laughs> I right. took my ass to the army. If, that, if I knew I could have lived and didn't have to work. And yeah, how they live. Right. Man, I'm like, yo, like. No, the army definitely uncle sam took care of y'all if y'all made it through all that bullshit that uncle sam wanted to put you through for sure i mean <laughs> i'm not gonna say that they didn't have they had an easy run when they was in the military or whatever right. but i'm sure they had some tough runs or whatever yeah yeah i'm 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 glad that you talked about that man because i always just like being transparent man like my my transition was hard man i played in 2016 i was 27 and then at that point like I, I ball for the barnstormers. I won player of the week like four times out of ten games. Like, um, um, went crazy, bro. And then had an agent and shopped the film around. And once all the once all the team said, "Well, man, he's a hell of a player, but he's twenty seven. Like, like I can I can get this from a from a twenty one year old, and he'd be way better than him by the time he's twenty seven. Like, so when, once I knew it was it was the age thing, I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's over with. So my transition, like. Finding out who I was outside of football, I didn't really know who I was outside of football, honestly, because football consumed me, sports consumed me for so long. You know what I'm saying? So that transition was hard. I had to uh, reinvent myself and just figure out kind of like what brought me joy, what was gonna keep me going now that football was gone. You know what I mean? So it took a while, man. I always say that that transition was tough. Obviously, you know, so I came out on the better on, on the other side, but it took a while. It took probably like a year, probably even even a little longer than that, man. So for sure. 
I love hearing guys when they transition is a little more seamless or they kind of already know what they want to get into when it's over with, you know what I mean? Because all of our transitions be different. Man, and I tell you, that'd be like, for the people that don't know, that's really like our breaking point, to be honest with you, because it's like, we've been used to thinking of ourselves as this, this being. Exactly. When, when we're, <laughs> and in reality, when that time is over, we're over with and, and people you don't, not you don't know who you people are. not people not cheering your name no more. People not putting your name in the paper no more. People not <laughs> looking for you. Period. No more. So exactly. it's like really like you already have to have. That's one thing that I really never had to worry about though, because I never looked for people to look for me. You know what I'm right. saying? Like right. I just I just happened to be good at what I did, and people looked for me. You know what I'm saying? But I never exactly. was that type of person that was like trying to be in front of the camera or right. trying Same. to be the front fate front face of an organization or because right. at the end of the day that whole agenda really not i'm here to play football and that and that's period i'm not right. here to make the organization money and this right. whole conglomerate of ownership and all that right. goodness or whatever so like i've always had that connection when i got especially when i got to arena ball and i see the how the strings fell and exactly. which string to pull and exactly which way the to whole go, operation which way. went and like I I literally was able to move maneuver myself from being like even though I was a second year player still being able to finagle you know some extra funds and some mm-hmm, extra mm-hmm. extra uh vouchers and just extra <laughs> amenities you know what yep, I'm saying that yep. that I felt like you know what I'm saying I deserved this though you know what oh, I'm saying definitely. like. Definitely. It's not like I'm just out here and I'm just average and I'm just up here taking up a roster spot. Like I'm exactly. putting putting asses in the seats for you at the end of the day. So exactly. at the end of the day, I need I need to feel like I'm getting just as much out of it as you getting out of it. Exactly. And I, exactly. And I never went into a season with that not known before. I, and that's the reason why a lot of people always wonder, like, why you play for this team and then play for that team and then. Because after a while, these people don't want to conform to the situation of making this shit fair. Like, exactly. Like, exactly. it's always wanted to be one sided when you're dealing with these organizations. A lot of these, I'm not going to say all of them, but a lot. Yeah. Of them. And, and, and you know, it's a, uh, and, and that's what you learn when you do get out in the real world. Because obviously, as athletes, you know that it's politics in sports. And, 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 and that's the part it's that I politics love. in the real world too, though. That's what I was about to say. You learn yeah. once you get out of the real world and it's just, yeah. literally, it's literally politics in everything at the company you with and corporate, whatever you do, trying to do entertainment, whatever coaching, entrepreneur, whatever it's politics and everything, man. And, and, and as you get, as I've gotten older, I've learned like, like I, we can pull from some of those football experiences because we experienced the bullshit and political bullshit through football. So now we can pull from some of that when we experience this at the, at the job or we exp- we see this going on. Like we can put like that's and and so that's why I always say football with sports in general is the best prepare, man, because it prepare you for the real world to grab from those tools. You know what I mean? Yes, most definitely. Most definitely. Yeah. It, it yeah. prepares you to be aggressive and boisterous and, you know, <laughs> be be one of those not ones that lead with your mouth, but just listen and, and you see exactly. and you and you react in the manner that you know that you're supposed to go about those things exactly like, and i don't and i've never been a fan of being this like yeah every yeah. Like, if, when people see me they never hear me talking like, yeah just just watch me when i when i when i step out here like that's all i need you to do 
Exactly. And I also think it builds like so much mental toughness, man, because, you know, you can have a hard day at work and, you know, and what, you know, you're going to do your one, two and you get to the house and then you're going to, you're going to come back right, right ready to get to it because it, the football taught you that. Whereas somebody else that really ain't got that experience, they may have had a hard day. They're going to call out the next day or they may call out the next <laughs> two days. You know what I'm saying? Cause they not used to experiencing adversity and having to, and having to get right back to it. You Look, know what I mean? I see that. I see that at my job right now, currently <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Same. And I, I, and I'm in management. So I, I have people calling out and you know, I mean, like, like you say, like they just don't, they don't have it that in a wheelhouse to bounce back after a stressful day. And, and we got that football taught us that, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, it's definitely valuable, man. Definitely valuable. Um, so yeah, last question, bro. What would you say is Ryan Ballantyne's after effect of his entire, uh, you know, football season? You know, this was probably, you said you started playing your junior year, um, but you know, that's like a 10 to 12 year relationship. So like, what were some lessons that you learned from football, from baseball that you took, and you still kind of carry with you now and, and that kind of shape and molded like your after effect as you kind of like matriculate, you know, through the world now. Man, I think like I literally just explained to you, I literally just said it, learning how to not and yeah. more of listen and yeah, watch. Listen. Yeah, listen and more than you talk. Because you, Everything that come out your mouth, you'll know what to say when you when you listen and when you and when you watching. Mm-hmm. And that and that came from from the football side of watching when the coach was trying to break down a situation and telling you how to do when you being see coachable, it. being coachable. Yes, yeah. exactly. And not really like being like, oh, I know what I'm supposed to do. Like you ain't got to tell me. Like you gotta. You, those people don't want to deal with people like that. You know what I'm saying? People <laughs> right. want to deal with people that are open-minded, people that exactly. are willing, people that are willing, people that are, you know, a little bit more susceptible to being like, okay, I know my way is one way, but there is another way of doing this or whatever. Exactly. So, Absolutely. Man, I, I, the, I totally attest to that. Closed-minded people, I, I really, I, I can't be around those people a lot of times. There's no fun. It's really like you're stuck in this box that's really like, that's exactly. all it's, there's nothing else but what's in that in that facility and i couldn't agree I more man you i mean you got to be open-minded to to, to pro in my in my eyes to prosper you know in in, 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 a, in a way especially in 2022 the landscape after covid and everything like you know what i mean it's, it's i always tell my team that all the time um, um at my corporate job like staying open-minded always willing to adapt you know adaptability i think football teaches you that as well so oh, definitely Especially when you playing here or playing there, playing with this kind of guy, playing with that kind of guy, like you exactly. really gotta be able to be chameleon like in, in exactly. And then and that and that aspect works even more wonders out here in the real world when you're making those Man, connections with people. When yes. you can be like, oh, I can dress business attire and go in front of multimillionaire kind of guys, or I can still be like, oh, I'm gonna dress down and and my exactly. LA Rams and my Nike <laughs> shit. And I'm gonna go hang out on Lamar on the South Side and see what them boys talking about. Cause yeah, I've always felt this all also like there's not one person that you can't learn something from. Oh, absolutely. Because because people come from so many different places, mm-hmm. and you come from where you come from, and you've seen what you've seen, and they've seen what they've seen. So it's mm-hmm. like somebody can tell you something about something, you know what I'm saying? Regardless if they on the South side of Lamar or mm-hmm. shit on the North side in, in Addison, you know what I'm right, saying? Like, right. Yeah. They, they can both teach, at least 
tell you some shit that'll make you be like, hmm, let me, oh, yeah. let me dwell on let me dwell on that a little bit. Oh yeah, like shit. Even if you don't fuck with a certain person, you can still you can still learn something, you know what I mean? Always. always. Or, or, or or just learn how to treat certain people or learn how to treat people like that, or you know, whatever. What to say around or what not to. Like, yeah, you can always learn yeah. something. I, I totally agree. Bro, how long you been doing this podcast though? Man, I've been doing this podcast. It's been a little over two years, and I started it in June of 2020, like kind of like in, in the middle of uh COVID. Yeah, so I've been I've been doing it a while. It's always been like on my mind, like like kind of like a, it's just a passion project. Um, and so you know, I always just kind of wanted to tell our or like storytelling is one of my passions, man. You know, that's what I like doing, that's what that's what brings me joy. So I thought it would it would be cool for us, for people like us to tell our stories, because these are these aren't made up stories, these are real live organic stories so you could you know the ups and downs the emotions like i've had guys cry on here i've had just all type of stuff man because a lot of times what i notice a lot especially with guys like us guys just go off into the to the real world and get a job and start a family and they never get to relive or even just talk through some of the hard shit that we go through as football players and stuff like that man so i kind of really just wanted to highlight that so I really, I really want to let you know that I'm, I love shit like this. Like, regardless yeah. if it's talking about what you talking about, or like, even just talking about current situations that we going through in the world as a whole. You know, exactly. I love talking about these things because I feel like our generation that's coming up under us is is at a loss. And exactly. even like our generation, I'm gonna say so, that yeah, we're yes. we're at a, we're at some people in our, our generation. Also. Exactly. So, I. It's a lot of non-informed situ kids out there that don't exactly. know how really life works. They just kind of like maneuvering and and seeing what they see on social media or seeing oh, what they man. see on TV or or hearing something from some fucked up as individual that don't exactly. know nothing about nothing either. Like exactly, I have I have cousins that you know younger cousins uh, that are just products of their environment. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying, and don't mm -hmm. really know nothing really about nothing but what's in their backyard, and it's. And it's kind of hard to explain to them, you know, what's right. really out here. Exactly. And I would love, and I would love for like, if you, whenever you on here, mm -hmm. just let me know, and I would love to chime in and just talk about whatever's current, or just yeah, talk man. about what, what as as grown as black men need to be moving exactly. in this world or whatever. Yeah, I'm yeah I've had. For, um, I'm down for the cause. Definitely, man. Uh, I'll definitely keep that in mind. I've already had like a couple round tables you know what i mean where i've had three or four guys on at the same time For and sure. we talk about our different experiences one guy may be from texas one, one guy maybe from cali ohio and you get to talk about like some things you saw growing up and then your transitions and and in and, and college playing at a pwi playing at hbcu making it to the pros not figuring out what you want to do after like and then like you said um even just finding out those differences just as black men whether you're trying to go in corporate you're trying to be an entrepreneur. You're trying to be a coach. Like, just fit, uh, understanding um, what people of, of any type of color go through and 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 the obstacles that you face. You know what I mean? Just because of the way you look. Uh, because this so, situation could help somebody out, somebody out that's actually looking for that. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Just from messing around, chiming in and seeing seeing us talk about this, you know, and, exactly. and asking those questions that that they don't have that person that they can ask those questions to, you know what I'm saying? Because exactly. I feel like people like us, we've, we've been able, because of football, been so many to the places. Californias, <laughs> to the New Yorks, to the Atlantas, right. to the, 
to the Texas, to, to the, the Washingtons, the Utah. Boy, has, boy the, has been uh, able to be here and there and see how things really maneuver because I feel yeah. like the mindset of a lot of people are nothing but, like I said, products of their own environment. They don't know how shit operates over there or over here, or they just, they don't have no idea. So that's the reason right. why they kind of stuck in their situation because they don't know how any way else to go about it. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. They, don't, they don't know how to move properly, man. So right. yeah, man, I'll, I'll definitely keep you in mind. I'll probably be trying to have another one within like a month. Um, sure. I always just kind of let the universe work, work, work its way out. And when I hear guys kind of bringing that energy that you bring in, then I'll just usually just put it together, man. So, um, you know, we've been, we've been um, contacting each other, you know what I'm saying, via DM. So we just stay in contact. I'll probably, probably shoot you my number. I may still have your number for Green Bay, actually, unless, unless it changed. <laughs> no, I got but, the same. Um, okay, yeah, yeah, same, same here, man. So, yeah, we'll definitely be in touch. And one thing I've been trying to pride myself on, especially since COVID, seeing guys pass and, and see, seeing guys' family members pass and everything, I've been trying to pride myself on just giving guys flowers, man. And so, you know, I know we only played with each other for one year, but everything you've done, like I said earlier, bro, you, you, you're a college champion, you're a professional champion. So I just want to salute you and, you know, give you your flowers, man, while, while, while we both still here and we kind of just, we can show that love to each other. Man. Bless. I appreciate it. Much appreciated. Much love. Well, most definitely, man. So yeah, I'll, I'll be um, in, in contact with you for that round table, man. And uh, I'll tap in with you soon, man. Stay blessed and stay safe, bro. You already know, bro. You stay blessed yourself. All right, man. Take it easy. Yes, sir. Yeah, guys. So I thought that was a great episode 85. If you listen to the whole thing, Ryan Ballantyne has a great story, kind of with the, the, the JC route after being a military kid, living living a, a little bit everywhere in the world. Um, um, you know, started off at Trinity Valley and then chose to further his, his football career at Southern Miss. Like I said, was a conference USA champion senior year 2011. Played, I want to say seven or eight years in the IFL where he won a championship there in 2018. And now was working in the food uh, brokerage in- industry in Texas now. So just, you know, doing amazing things. If you listen to this entire episode, please like us, please leave, leave us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. As you know, listenership is one of the ways that we make money. If you watch this entire episode on YouTube, on LeBron Daniel TV, please subscribe to LeBron Daniel TV. Leave a comment, leave a question. If you like what we're doing, if you like um, what we're continuing to build, please visit the aftereffectshow.com. We have we have merch, we have these black tees, which I'm rocking now. We have the black snapbacks, which I'm watching, which I'm rocking now. We have these t-shirts in gray as well. We have the snapback in in white and red with the with the green logo. We call it our, our Pokemon colorway. So again, visit the aftereffectshow.com if you if you like what we're doing, if you like what we're continuing to build. And until the next time, peace.